Thank you. It is great to be at Kerrang. Uh, I was here last year for the Regional Ministers Fellowship uh, and um, it's good to have now the opportunity to come back and um, share with you on the mission and the ministry of Baptist World Aid um, Australia. And I thank Pastor Fred and um, uh, for this opportunity uh, to do that. So um, before we start, why don't we just together watch uh, this uh, video, which uh, gives an overview of what Baptist World Aid does and is about. Conflict, environmental crises, COVID. It's a perfect storm of disasters right now. One experts say will push millions of people into extreme poverty. That's living on less than $2 a day. I can't even buy a cup of coffee in Sydney for $2. And to be honest, the news can feel overwhelming. It's heartbreaking to know mothers in Afghanistan are choosing whether to sell a daughter or feed their other children. That drought across parts of Africa will mean literally millions can't farm their lands or provide for their families. And it can be overwhelming watching COVID steal opportunities from children for school or jobs for their parents. But it doesn't have to be this way. No matter what's in the news, we know God is at work in the world, caring for those affected by conflict, environmental crises and COVID. He's invited us to join him. And we do that alongside 38 local Christian partners in 18 countries. I'd love to introduce you to some of their stories and how they're responding to the most vulnerable. We're encouraged to see that when we help a child learn to read and write, we actually help an entire family get a little bit, a little bit less vulnerable. Our partners' uh, responses are focused on the highest risk areas, mostly refugee settlements and people living in ultra-poverty. This is our call, is be the light in the midst of the surrounding darkness for the people around us. We don't count how little or how small we can contribute, we can share. What is important is our intentionality to help. And that is actually sparking the, the hope of those people who are experiencing uh, difficulty. We understand that uh, whole world suffered because of COVID-19. But in this difficult situation that Australian partners and churches open their hands, so this support and prayer help us strongly to continue God's work. And I say, yes, we are stronger together. The work our partners do is so encouraging and it happens when God provides through his people, people like you. शिशुदेश Again, 
আমি চালক্রাবে গিয়ে মনে আমার গিয়ে অনেক কিছু শিখতে পেরেছি এবং আমার মনে অনেক সাহায্য হয়েছে এবং মানুষের সামনে আমি সবকিছু কথা মনের ভাবগুলো খুলে খুলে বলতে পারি Your support means a better world for children and for their parents. You see no matter what's happening, we at Baptist World Aid still dream of a world where poverty has ended and all people enjoy the fullness of life God intends. Please join us as together we create a better world for all. Thank you Australia for supporting us. You know, watching that video, we're reminded that the world is not as God intended for it to be. And I probably don't even have to uh, tell you that. Uh, you know that yourself. It is, um, as mu- but, and much of this brokenness, uh, it's actually a reflection of our broken relationship with God and with each other and with creation as a whole. We have failed to be good custodians of what we have been given. We have failed in the proper care of the earth and in the care of our fellow human beings. We have lost sight of how God, our creation is God's abundant gift and how um, interrelated and interdependent and interconnected we all are. The Bible tells us that creation is groaning. The Apostle Paul says the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. And he continues, now the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. The Bible also conveys the prophetic vision for equality and justice and freedom and peace. It tells of God's consistent and special concern for the poor and the widow and the orphan and the marginalized and also for the powerless. And it reveals how structures and powers that exist in society and within relationships actually seek to deny human potential and the possibility of life in its fullness. You see, without equality and justice and freedom, without peace, human relationships, rather than being agents of full fullness, actually rob and steal. And you know, at some level, we are all part of that. So what does God require of us, though? What does he require for us personally and also corporately? We see that God requires us, his people, to seek, 
and to act justly. In Micah 6, 8, we read, He, that's God, has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And in Isaiah 1.17, it says, Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless and plead the case of the widow. And then in Jeremiah 22.3, we read, This is what the Lord says. Do what is just and right. Rescue from the hands of the oppressor the one who has been robbed. Do no wrong or violence to the foreigner, the fatherless or the widow. And do not shed innocent blood in this place. Here's something you may or may not know. Justice, doing what is right, doing what is right and just is also identified by God as a most acceptable act of worship. Proverbs 21.3 says, To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And then in Amos 5.21-24, we read this, God speaking through his prophet Amos, I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Moreover, we, we see that Jesus, Jesus shows his heart for justice in what he did. In the Gospels, we see how Jesus intentionally sought out women and men and children who were experiencing injustice so that he could actually bring them into a place of belonging, a place of wholeness, a place um, where they were able to have abundant life. Now, in addition to actually showing his heart for justice in what he did, Jesus also showed his heart for justice in what he said. Jesus said this, This is the most important commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandments greater than these. What this means is to do justice, love mercy and kindness, and to walk humbly with God, to do what is just and right. 
Well, we do this as we love God and love others as we love ourselves. That is, Jesus actually expects his followers to actually pursue justice for all people, particularly the poor and the vulnerable and the powerless that are exploited by others. You know, for this reason, Tim Keller in Generous Justice urges Christians to learn to actually lean in to doing justice. He says, Doing justice, then, requires constant, sustained reflection and circumspection. If you are a Christian and you refrain from committing adultery or using profanity or missing church, but you do not do the hard work of thinking through how to do justice in every area of life, you are failing to live justly. And righteously. Now, there's something else that Jesus expects. Jesus expects his followers to actually live life with a kingdom of God focus. He expects his followers to pursue justice for all people. And he expects his followers to live life with a kingdom of God focus. You know, Jesus was so focused on God's kingdom, seeing the world through God's eyes, seeing the world as God intends, that Jesus said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God because that is why I was sent in Luke 4.43. And Jesus was so focused on God's kingdom that he actually instructs us to seek first his, that's God's kingdom, and his righteousness, we read in Matthew 6, 33. Jesus was so focused on the kingdom of God that he taught us to start our prayers. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to meet Moni. Moni is a grandmother from Cambodia. Moni lives in a rural village and she takes care of a grandson while his parents are away earning money for the family. Uh, They work in construction. Now, when she was 17, Moni was involved in an accident that left her physically disabled. And since then, she has been unable to work or earn an income, aside from helping her mother weave mats. And this has left her in poverty. She says, I had nothing to do. I just stayed at home. And about two years after the the accident... My parents passed away, leaving my life full of hardships. Moni's situation changed, though, when she started working with our local partner in Cambodia. 
She joined a project that aims to increase social inclusion for marginalised people. Learning about disability rights for the first time and was taught how to start a home garden. Moni also received hens and roosters and a, and a chicken coop building um, materials and she was trained on how to raise healthy chickens. She now keeps chickens in her backyard and creates their feed from her vegetable garden and from the banana tree which she grows. The chickens contribute to her family's food supply and also help to generate income. And Moni is also part of um, the the savings group in her village and she plans to actually save enough money to start her own small business. She says, my life and living conditions are better nowadays than before. I don't feel discriminated against anymore in my village. I am very happy that I can join with others in meeting together and in training. I am not alone. I would like to see my grandson go to school and to get a higher education. I want to see others in my village practice farming and raising animals. You know, listening to Moni's story, a grandmother from Cambodia who experienced firsthand the injustice of poverty. We hear how she encountered the great love of Jesus through the generosity and faithfulness of his followers. And we're reminded that God actually entrusts his people, the followers of Jesus, with this bold and radical and trustworthy and life-giving and life-changing message of good news. And he invites us to join him to champion his plan for a better world. Now, this is an amazing privilege and also responsibility for all followers of Jesus. And it's something the Baptist World Aid actually embraces with all its successes and all its challenges. And we follow Jesus' example. And along with you, we do pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what does it mean, though, for us to have a kingdom of God focus and to put into practice the the part of the prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? At Baptist World Aid, we believe that it means in dark times, we can actually offer hope. We can offer hope for the better. We believe that vulnerable people deserve the same rights as everyone else. They deserve justice. We believe that we need to facilitate renewal as well as practice generosity. Listen how this has been put into practice during 2022. In Cambodia, one of our partners established 10 child clubs. And this is where young people can learn together. 
The youth from the community are able to have opportunity to develop leadership skills. They're able to guide the younger children and they're able to contribute to the community development that is happening within their village. In Nepal, after promoting education among the members of a self-help group, 90% of the children are now at school, including 88 girls of parents who believed that girls should not be educated. Our partner is also providing resources for 13 rural schools, including training for 46 teachers. In Uganda, our partner provided eight eight health facilities with medical equipment and support and supported community health volunteers. Our partner reported that following this, an increase in the rate of births attended by a skilled birth attendant rose from 67% to 80%. What does that mean? More mothers and children survive the birthing process. In Bangladesh, 2,175 farmers in one project received training on vegetable and goat farming techniques. This increased productivity by 95% of the households. They had more income and more food for the family. In Nepal, 62 people with disability and their families have been trained in raising animals and using their skills to actually generate income. And 15 people with disability undertook vocational training in professions such as plumbing and carpentry. Our partner has also built wheelchair ramps and disability-friendly toilets in schools so that all children have a space to learn. And finally, Uganda, 200 people from communities were trained in disaster, in disaster risk reduction. They actually learnt how to make use of a seasonal calendar to plan in case of disaster and also how to improve their resilience if it occurs. Now, these are just a few examples. A few examples. I did reduce them, let me tell you. That might have seemed a lot. There's only six It's only a few examples of how Baptist World Aid has put into practice the prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. By offering hope, offering justice, facilitating renewal, which has all been made possible because of you and I practicing generosity. You know, this is something that you can actually be a part of. Practicing generosity and partnering with Baptist World Aid. You can be part of offering hope and justice and facilitating renewal, 
of loving and bringing positive change to people like Moni, her family and her community in, in Cambodia. You know, by partnering with us, you can be part of doing justice and putting into practice your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You can be part of championing God's plan for a better world for all and helping others encounter Jesus. Now, here are some ways that you can partner with Baptist World Aid in championing God's plan for a better world for all and helping others actually encounter Jesus. One is prayer, and I have, um, I have out on the table in the foyer our, um, our prayer calendar for the rest of the year. You know, you can be a champion of God's plan for a better world for all, um, you, and you can be partnering Baptist World Aid through prayer. We believe that prayer is an important part of our Christian response to the injustice and depression that we see in the world. And you can join us as we petition God to right injustice and to enable people everywhere to live lives to the full in Jesus' name. Another way is the Ethical Fashion Report and Guide. Who's heard of the Ethical Fashion Guide? Only a few. The way we produce our clothes and shoes and the endless demand for more is having a detrimental impact on local communities, their lands and waterways and even the air they breathe. With the industry responsible for up to 10% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions, it's a problem that actually affects us all. So what we've done is lifted the lid through the ethical fashion report and guide on what's happening in the supply chains of the biggest fashion brands. We've, we've surveyed 120 companies which represent almost 600 brands to continue the momentum of change for the millions of workers in the global fashion industry which face injustice, abuse, low wages and modern slavery. You know, this is one of Australia's leading publications on ethical fashion. And the Ethical Fashion Guide can actually help you make better choices in your consumption of clothing and footwear. It can help you to do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with God, to do what is just and right. It can help you to love God as you love others and love yourself. Two ways of being involved and partnering with Baptist World Aid. There is other way, another way that you can partner with us, and that is being part of um, uh, giving regularly to the ministry and work of Baptist World Aid. You can do this through uh, by becoming a Better World Ambassador, where you choose uh, the amount that you would like to give um, each month. 
We introduced this, um, this um, way of engagement last year. Uh, and we did it because we wanted to have flexibility for people and, and for people to be able to partner with us no matter what stage of life they are, they are in and experiencing. So as a student working your part-time job at the pie shop, you can choose to give $5 a week, a month, or a week, but a month. And then when you go to uni and you get to work in two pie shops, you might give $10 a month. Then when you become the doctor and you earn the six-plus-figure income, you can give $5,000 a month. You're a specialist, okay? And then you retire. And you can say, I want to keep going, and you can reduce it to a couple of hundred dollars a month. That's the flexibility of becoming a better world ambassador. We also want to help you to and equip you to engage in responding and doing justice where you live and broader in the world. And then, of course, there is child sponsorship, which I'm sure you have heard of. Why don't we watch this short video and learn a little bit more about child sponsorship? Every morning, my mum wakes me up so I can get to school on time. She makes me breakfast so I have lots of energy to learn and play with my friends. I work hard at school so I can be whatever I want when I grow up. And at lunchtime, I eat my sandwich fast so I can play with my friends. But did you know there are girls who don't get to have a childhood like I do? How come? That doesn't seem fair. Girls like Shinoli, who lives in a country called Nepal, near the Himalayan mountains. Her family had a really hard time, especially during COVID. She was sad a lot and didn't feel good about things. But when someone in Australia became a child sponsor for Shinoli, everything changed. Now Shinoli goes to a child and youth club in her village so she can learn, make friends and make plans. You know what? You can become a child sponsor so children like Shinoli can dream big dreams. Because Baptist World Aid has lots of child and youth clubs all over the world to help other kids who don't have very much, where poverty makes their life hard for them. But these clubs help a lot. Isn't that cool? Oh, and Shinoli loves animals, just like me. But hers provide milk for the family to drink and sell so they don't have to be hungry. 
I hope you can become a child sponsor so children like Shinoli can know someone cares about them. I think that would help them when it's hard or if COVID comes back. I don't like COVID. If you can please become a child sponsor today, she can live like Jesus wants her to with food and hope and friends. Baptist World Aid can help you be a child sponsor. This will make everything better so she can have a better life too. As you can see from that video, um, that our child sponsorship actually support and fund our community development. Uh, there's three aspects in, um, in Baptist World Aid. There's community development, which is funded um, primarily by our child sponsorship. So it's a fixed amount. Uh, so if, you're, if you want to be part of that, then it's a fixed amount each month and, and you be part of um, a child's life and family and community as they change and as they participate um, in our programs, which empower them and lift them out of poverty and equip them to stay out of poverty. Uh, so it's not just the child that you're sponsoring that benefits, it's their family. It's not just their family that benefits, it's the family next door. It's not just the family next door that benefits, the whole village. Um, life has changed. So that's another way of being part of the work that um, Baptist World Aid does, part of changing lives. And if this is something that you would like to be part of, then please come and, um, and see me uh, at the table in the foyer um, as you're heading out. I've got sponsorship, child sponsorships today. Uh, for example, there's Brishley. Uh, she's from Bangladesh, a 15-year-old uh, young woman. Uh, there's uh, Norbert. He's from Uganda, a seven-year-old boy, um, and, um, and more uh, children that you can partner with. You know, together, we can be doing justice. We can be practising your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Together, we can be part of championing God's plan for a better world for all and helping, helping others encounter Jesus. Let's pray. We're going to sing another song. Let's stand and pray. God of love, light, life, you've asked us to act justly, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to love faithfulness, to walk humbly with you. Help us, Lord, to be obedient to your calling and live as your ambassadors. Lord, help each of us, as well as Baptist World Aid, to utilise your resources in an optimum way to address the challenges surrounding poverty. We pray for faster and long-lasting development, which will empower the poor and lift them out of poverty into the fullness of life you intend. Father, increase our sensitivity to the needs of this world and open our hearts that we may hear the cries of the poor as you do. Through your spirit, shape us to be more and more like Jesus so that we can live a life of grace and generosity and respond as your hands and your feet on earth. Help us to champion your plan for a better world for all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.